Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars, aka Marlon Beardo, the Bearded Weirdo. And thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Down in the Den. And I am personally feeling blessed right now. I am so happy with me, actor, author, freedom fighter. She's my hero, inspiration, uh, shaman. Uh, I, I know I'm missing something. She wears more hats than LeBron James. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the den. Dale McLeod, Dale, Dale, welcome to the den. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. That was such an amazing intro. And also, I didn't know that you're called the bearded weirdo, but I really love that. And I'd like to refer Thank to you as that from now on, if that's Thank okay. Thank you. It is perfect. <laughs> uh, that's what my mom calls me. So I think she's going to change it on the birth certificate. She hates the beard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so absolutely. Thank you so much for I joining us. How has everything been treating Everything has been great, actually. I've had a really nice week in Toronto. It's finally spring slash almost summer. Um, so I actually went to the beach yesterday for the first time, and it was so nice. And just like, I sw- I did swim in the very cold water. Nice. Um, I've been actually doing polar dips like over the winter. So it's, it wasn't too bad. I was just like very proud of myself. And we got a few other people who were a little too scared to actually come in with us. So that was fun. So was that just for something for, was it spiritual or just hell? I want to dive in this cold water. Or was it just like a dare or? It's kind of both. Like it definitely, um, engages your willpower because you're like this is way too fucking cold but also um like in terms of your nervous system to 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 be in submerged in cold water like that actually really calms your nervous system down so you get this incredible like refreshed revitalized feeling afterwards and it was really nice outside so then i just got to lie in the sun nice i i'm i'm scared i have some friends that they do a polar dip every year uh, and I try not to let fear, but I hate being cold. I, I'm, I'm in a hoodie right now. And it's about <laughs> five degrees outside. So I, I hate, I said, I think that's the Nubian roots in me. It's like, no, no, no. I, I do not like the cold. It does not work. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Wakanda, we do not like the cold. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, oh my God, I, I've been so excited to talk to you. Uh, you mentioned me that you're from Alliston, Canada. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Alliston, Ontario, Canada, the potato capital of Canada. Absolutely. The potato cow. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, uh, we grow all the potatoes for um, Lay's potato chips and also Ruffles potato chips. So, so it's you, you guys are the reason I'm shaped like this. I, I, I need to blame. <laughs> I'll send that invoice to my nutrition to, to Allison because yes, it's our fault. It's their fault. Make the potatoes okay. too good. Let me just make a note of that. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll make sure that we uh, get those suit papers over there. So, uh, as I mentioned, you wear many hats, uh, Hollywood actress, we've seen you in uh, tons of things. Your IMDb is uh, extremely long. Uh, when did you come to the States to pursue the whole uh, entertainment industry aspect? Um, I came when I was about 22, 23 years old, so that would have been in 2013. And I landed in Los Angeles. And I realized at that point, like just how different um, the culture and also the industry was uh, in comparison to to Canada. Our industry is so small. I think we might have something like 
10 casting directors and there must be like over 6,000 even just like in Los Angeles alone. Um, so like the amount, I was like, wow, okay. This is, this is an entirely new ball game. Absolutely, I can imagine that was a bit of a culture shock, especially looking at Canadian TV, I presume, and, and, yeah. and film, and then coming to Hollywood. What was it in, in what, 22? That yeah. is a baby. Did you come alone or did you have like a support system with you? No, uh, I, I came alone. Like there there definitely is um, this network of Canadians in Los Angeles and we all kind of just like gather together <laughs> to try and like keep each other safe. Um, and it, it became actually a little hard to meet Americans just because how, uh, how huge the Canadian network was. Um, yeah, but it was... It, there, there are definitely cultural differences and um, and, and differences in um, just the, the way that TV and is made, especially where the money comes from. Most television, most film in Canada is all made with government money, um, which means that the government has to uh, approve the script. They often get final say on like the title and the cut and everything. Um, so it was kind of like coming to the Wild West and it was really invigorating for me to meet artists from the United States who don't have that. Something else I just love about Americans as well is that um, you guys like broke away from the English queen way longer, like, you know, way before we ever did. So we still have that like monarchy, that English sort of mentality. Whereas Americans, it, it felt very free and very wild and like, and, um, and I, I was really inspired by just the, the free thinking of ideas, uh, the, the willingness to take risks, um, wanting to push boundaries, the ability to push boundaries. Um, that's what I really, yeah, I love about being there. Absolutely, I can imagine that only can feed your creativity when you have a little bit more free. I can't imagine having the government telling me, oh, no, no, we don't like your type. Something as little as that as a creative would blow my would blow my mind. I know it's so it's so aggravating. Like with my film, I've been applying for grants, and I'm just like, I do I even want your money if I have to like follow these all these rules, you know? And maybe it's a better way to go to find private money, so that you have that creative freedom. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I always preach uh, independence. There's nothing wrong with partnering with people as long as they're like minded. Yeah. But as long as the the creativity has to be, let the creator do yeah. creative part. I always feel I'm a big fan of do what what you're best at. Yes. You're best at you know the financing and raising of, of funds. You do that. I do this, and everybody will get along. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Hollywood came at 22 from Canada. Freedom, obviously, that has to be rewarding. Um, but was there anything? And you're a big, big advocate. We are here uh, as well as mental health. Um, and I can't stress enough, like I said, how important that is. You being an advocate for that, I see that on a lot of your podcasts and other things. How was Hollywood uh, as far as mental health? Because we see it all the time. We see, you know, young actors, actresses, kid actors, older actors talk yeah. about how toxic uh, it can be sometimes. Did you have any experience with that? And how did that impact your discovery into mental health and you becoming an advocate? Yeah, um, I mean, for sh- like one of the things I actually became sort of lethargic when I first when I first got there after a while because 
It was like all of the people around me were all working on television shows and all they all had all this money and like their little houses in the hills and stuff like that. And it honestly felt like a retirement home for young people. And I had, I had like, like I was just surrounded by privilege and coming from Toronto, I had been producing my own plays, producing my own short films. I was like fully hustling. And then when I got to LA, it was like all of that stopped because I didn't have a network to make those things. That independent spirit wasn't fully around me. I was more surrounded by um, people who like were, had had deals on TV shows and stuff. So that was like really, that was really hard on my mental health and also being isolated was, was really difficult. And I think at 22, I was like, I can do anything. Like, um, you know, I don't, I don't need to have like a, a, a support base, but for sure, like I really did. And actually my connection to my family was way more important than I had ever really realized. Also, it was weird being in a town where it felt like I never saw an old person. I was like, where I was like living in Silver Lake and I'm like, where are the old people? Like, why am I only like exclusively surrounded by hipsters? There's no children. There's no, I just felt like I was in this very isolated sort of bubble world. And I think that that, I think that um, one of the things that has really changed in my life and in my career path is that for a long time, I really wanted that sort of lifestyle that I was like, I was really wanting that privilege. I was wanting, I was wanting to be in that bubble. I was wanting to be sort of untouchable by, I wanted, I wanted problems not to touch me. Everything just felt so like perfect, but also it made me a little sick. It made me a bit, oh, like it didn't feel quite right. And um, I, I realized that like for who I am as an artist, um, I can't focus on that those sort of end results or, or um, chasing like capitalism or chasing fame. Like that's also, um, I think, can be really detrimental to an artist where if you're chasing like fame and fortune, you just start to lose your sense of truth. You start to lose your sense of uh, why you're making art in the first place. Um, it can get competitive. You know, relationships on set can be weird. Sometimes like there's sometimes on, on certain sets, especially like when it's just drenched in white supremacy um, and there are like, there's no diversity, whether it's uh, racially or like with queer people or whatever, it's just these sort of perfect, these perfect figures. It can really, it, it, and there's no sisterhood. Like it didn't feel like we were friends. And I was so, I was coming from theater. I was coming from this real um, place of like camaraderie and we're, and we're making this together. And like, there wasn't that much ego involved in it. And actually ego is what got, was, was what got in our way. And so um, coming to LA, there was this sense of like, oh, I, I don't, this, this makes me sick a bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't like this. And, and this isn't really good. And I think that's actually one of ultimately one of the reasons why I left was because I, I really felt like I didn't, I didn't fit in and it didn't feel, um, didn't feel nourishing to me, uh, to be, to be chasing that kind of thing anymore. And that, um, it really led me to, um, all of the work that you had mentioned when you were so generously introducing me, like, thank you, um, of like making my own album and doing that myself and writing my own book and just taking initiative. And um, one of the amazing things about living as an artist today is that we do have the capacity to create our own work and to publish it and yeah. to um, be the owner and not have to um, not have to enter into any sort of uh, system or studio system where someone else is making most of the money off of your work 
um, and telling you what to do and all of that stuff. And you can build your career around being what I call an artistpreneur. So you're an artist and an entrepreneur and learning how to do that. You like that? <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write that down. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely a big, it was a, a there's a lot of lessons in there for sure. Absolutely. And we, we talked about this offline. Uh, now is such a great time to be a creator. Because as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need the backing. You are your brand. Yes. So all you have to do is just get one thing popping and then you see everyone else flops. And now you become the almost the, the dealer of your art. You know, exactly. almost like, like you're bootlegging. You, you, you become the one source because there's only one you. And I always tell people this is a, a space for creators. We have uh, creators like yourself from all different walks of life. And one thing that I've noticed besides their enterprising spirit is that most all want the same thing to be able to have that creativity safety egg, but be able to have control. So that that's awesome. Now you mentioned your new path and um, I was watching an episode of your podcast uh, the other day, uh, the Big Dream podcast, which is available everywhere. And uh, you talked to mention about some of those uh, toxic traits, but also as a creator, uh, you have moved into the filmmaking space, which I can imagine is probably the closest thing to, to motherhood that a creator can possibly <laughs> experience. That's your baby. Um, and can you tell us about the project? It's called Color, and yeah. you're working on that. I, I know you're doing some fundraising. Tell us about this project, because I'm super interested. I'm sure that they made awesome. something well. Yeah, so this is my foray into filmmaking, um, well, into feature filmmaking. And um, so basically, when I was living in LA, and I was very depressed and I was in sort of like a dark place. Um, I had this uh, spiritual awakening and it was a shamanic calling. Um, and as I said, I was sort of entrenched in this like white supremacist world. And all of a sudden it was like my aunt, my Zulu and my San ancestors from my father's uh, side of the family um, started like communicating with me and I I started hallucinating them sort of dreaming about them and I fell into this uh, like 40-day psychosis um, which is which I didn't know what was going on the people around me didn't know what was going on they were just like she hasn't eaten or slept uh, in 40 days Um, she's talking to herself she's talking to plants she's talking to animals she's hallucinating like all this stuff And I uh, ended up in a psychiatric hospital um, and I met this Native American Jungian psychologist who saw what was happening to me. And instead of saying, oh, she's having um, a psychotic break or a schizophrenic episode, he was like, oh, she's having a shamanic awakening. This is everything that's happening to her is like textbook shamanic awakening. And he mentored me and was also my therapist for about a year and a half. And I was like... I had I had never really known what a shaman was before. This was my very first introduction to it. Um, but the work that we did together was really helpful and brought me back to my sanity. Um, whereas the Western medicine solution was just to pump me full of um, antipsychotic drugs. Um, and I, I am on antidepressants right now, you know, to be fully transparent. Um, I definitely mix both medicines. Um, but, um, 
So that was my my uh, shamanic initiation, which I write about in my book called The Big Dream, my, the terrifying, my terrifyingly beautiful shamanic initiation into the arts. Um, but there comes a time where you have to uh, be initiated into your lineage and there's a process and there's ceremonies that have to happen in order to move from shamanic apprentice into shamanic practitioner. So my documentary is about me going to South Africa, to the lands where my family is from and to be initiated um, into the uh, Orishas, which is like a, uh, these water deities that my ancestors are asking me to be initiated into, and then also to be initiated as a Sangoma, uh, which is an African shaman. And the process for that is that you go into the bush, the African bush, with a shaman who is your teacher. And I'm going to be living in um, a mud hut. And I will be chopping wood and cooking over an open fire and um, learning different dances that will put me into different kinds of trances to communicate with the ancestors. Um, you learn how to work with plants, um, how to heal with plants, how to heal with water. You are not allowed to sit on a chair. You're not allowed to sit on a couch. You have to always sit on the floor and you can't, you have to walk on your knees. It's like a whole humbling process where you're humbling yourself to your teacher and also to this ancient knowledge because um, same with art, what gets in the way is your ego. And when you're a shaman, you, your energy is so amplified and you're powerful. And if you don't, <laughs> if you're not humbled, that power can really come out in uh, dark ways and that's the importance of being initiated um, and you can see people who have been called and this is one of the reasons why I'm making the film is that a lot of one in five people will have these kinds of psychotic uh, hyper religious episodes one in five it's crazy huge and huge percentage and that's huge actually percentage. and and that's a lot of black and indigenous folks who who are from that those lineages and they end up in psychiatric wards without any help um and what what can happen is like if you don't get initiated those those energies they 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 do start to show up as like schizophrenia because you're not integrated and uh, you might be hearing the voices of your ancestors but you're not hearing them correctly because those everything that needs to be healed hasn't been healed yet and the sh a shaman is the wounded healer that's that's our path is that mostly people who become shamans are people who have had lots of trauma in their pasts. Um, so the initiation process is really to, to process that, to alchemize that, and to turn that into um, power. And then when you are healed, you're able to heal. And that's a beautiful thing where you move from being a hurt person who hurts people into being a healed person who heals people. So the movie is going to follow that journey. And it has, it, and you know, we talk a lot about identity because, um, you know, as a biracial person who has grown up in like this white world, I've had to contend with, okay, like how much ownership of this lineage do I have? And um, can I claim, can I claim my Zulu heritage when I wasn't raised in a Zulu uh, tribe? What does it mean to be indigenous? And, you know, trying to approach it with also, because I know that I have internalized racism and some internalized white supremacy just based on where I've lived and the privilege that I've had myself growing up with a white mother that I need to work through in approaching this film. Um, and I'm just trying to be like as forthcoming and transparent with with these questions that come up um, in the journey of, of reclaiming uh, your ancestry. And I'm hoping that 
it inspires others as well to, to start asking those questions and to start looking into um, their, their, their heritage. And, you know, when this first happened to me um, and I was studying with a Native American shaman, there was, it was beautiful to be learning about the medicines of the place that I was born in Canada because this is native land, but also I won't be able to connect with their shamanism until I connect with my own, you know, I need to connect with my own first. And um, I thought that that was like a really important thing to have to happen before um, I could start mixing, you know, and, and I think that's, that's what's also really interesting about um, people waking up to or, or having shamanic awakenings or awakenings to become healers is that I think it's experiencing a renaissance because we have so much beautiful technology and medicine we're so far and to, to mix it with these ancient ways I think is so cool and I think that that is what will revolutionize um, mental health care and it, it kind of already is like there is so many different societies like MAPS who are studying uh, psychedelics and how these these shamanic medicines work to um, to process those kind that kind of trauma that is intergenerational um, and that you know you might have this sort of a feeling or a depression in your body that you don't that doesn't necessarily connect with your own trauma your own life's experience but you've been carrying that literally through your DNA and I think that's what's so beautiful about psychedelics is that they address that kind of um, healing. And also I know there's CAMH, which is a mental health facility in Toronto that is starting to use um, sweat lodges and they're starting to use some of the more um, like indigenous ways of healing because they're starting to understand, oh, this is, yeah, this is a spiritual thing. <laughs> this isn't just a mental thing and you can't necessarily just, you can't divorce those two things. Um, especially when it comes to the shamanic calling. And um, I know I've been talking for like five minutes straight, but if I can no, go I, a, I little, a little more. <laughs> I am so intrigued because it touches, <laughs> especially now. Uh, we're, what, 15 months in a global pandemic. Nobody in my life, this hasn't happened since, what, 1918? So nobody in my lifetime, no one I know, has experienced anything like this and as you can tell here in the den it looks like a walking dmt trip yeah <laughs> i am a huge proponent of indigenous medicines in conjunction with some of the uh you know technology as you mentioned that they've learned so it, it's very intriguing i think especially for people of color in america mm -hmm. um with us it's a very your journey as having indigenous roots and being raised in a Western civilization matches our, our story here, people of color in America, because we have been removed from our indigenous. Most of us don't even know what tribe we come from. Most of us don't know what this Africa, what country is like, what, 115 countries in Africa? Which one? We don't know. And it's been robbed, our medicine, our culture, our religion, our experiences and it's so much trauma uh, that's something that I really just started to discover this year um, because I, you know, I went through some things we all have and I really started to open myself up and realize mm -hmm. that oh man even when you think you're good there's some traumas as a person mm -hmm. of color that you've experienced mm -hmm. you don't even recognize and you're just coping yes. so I think your story is magnificent especially I like to hear from people that, and by all means, take this as no offense, 
uh, that could be white passing if you wanted to. I, I so mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful that you acknowledge all of you as a person. But if you wanted to, and you know how Hollywood, you could say, oh, no, I'm just white. I'm, I'm, I'm just white. <laughs> Hollywood be- would believe you, and, and there's benefits. I had to learn about colorism, mm-hmm. just being a whiter person, mm-hmm. a person of color. I had more benefits than others. So it's a very, very important. Uh, we have another show down in the den after dark where we talk about not only just the entertainment side, but we also talk about mental health and other things from a guy's perspective. So it is awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna, at the end, we'll put a link in so people can donate because this film is extremely important. And Thank you. We, we as a people, and I mean us human beings, we need it. So that is awesome. That is so awesome. Thank you. Uh, now you've mentioned your acting. Uh, Spance is one of the uh, more popular shows that I've seen you on. Yes. Amazon Prime members, please chat down. Oh, yeah. Talk about your uh, movie uh, that you're working on, and we're so excited about that. Um, another aspect that you do, and you do well, and in, in my humble opinion, that I love is the music. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you I, are so sweet about my music. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I, music saves my life, like, Mm-hmm. every day if I didn't have mm-hmm. my headphones I, I if someone took my car I, I'd be okay I, I could, <laughs> if someone took my headphones I, I, you know they're my irreplaceable irreplaceable <laughs> um and so uh the music the what what's what do you find the most rewarding is it the music is it the acting or do you just see one big pot of creativity which which yeah is your favorite hat well, they all, they definitely all require something different from me. And um, right now I'm moving from, like I, I wrote my script for my, my film and I was really in producer mode, which I really pull on like my masculine qualities for. Um, and I'm writing, I'm writing the music for my film, I'm scoring it. So I'm moving right now into making an entire album for the film. And I know that in order to do that, I have to like open my heart <laughs> so wide and just become like a vulnerable, like almost like I'm like peeling my skin off. Like I, I have to feel everything. I can't force anything. It all has to like, like, yes, I have a schedule, but I have to open myself to inspiration and to feelings and to pleasure as well. Like I find music will pour out of me the, the happier and the more pleasure that I'm experiencing, the more people that I'm inspired by, um, the more nature that I'm with. Like going to the beach yesterday, you really, I really feel my entire being just like, just relax and get quiet. And then I just start to hear the music in my head and it becomes really easy to just start writing it down. Um, And music is such a beautiful way to process uh, things as well, because like I definitely process my life experience through my art, whether it's through this film right now or through my book and through music, it's so beautiful. Like it's, it's just such a, like a, almost like nectar that comes out of you. Like when you process through music and when you're expressing yourself through music it's it's honey it's it's not difficult for me you know like when I was writing my book I was really like holy fucking shit this is hard (laughs) I was like I need to like sit down at my desk for like hours a day and like I couldn't even like see my friends because I was so distracted by them 
and like distracted. I couldn't date. I had like one, I made myself like one day a week to have fun, but it was very much, it was it's such a different experience. But when it comes to music, it's just, ugh, it's, it's dancing, it's magical, it's starlight. It's like, it's romantic. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> and that's what like, I, I dabbled a little bit. Unfortunately, I, I can't sing and uh, guitar Hero is the reason I bought the guitars <laughs> that are sitting in my in my uh, studio right now that I can't play uh, because I saw the color code and I'm like green blue oh I, I'm, I'm Lenny Kravitz I'm ready to play and I grab a guitar and the first string I'm like ow this this thing hurts and, I know it does you you build calluses for real yes yes I have it because I, I had I, the uh, closest I had to music was in elementary school. They did a test and they were like, oh, you have a really good ear, you have perfect pitch, but I can't mm. sing. So it's, it. I can hear things, yeah. but I can't express them. So they had me in all these advanced music classes and I'm like, I just. But you know, I do believe everyone can sing. I think that it really just takes practice. And if you have perfect pitch, like that's amazing. That's yeah, like very I, rare. I have heard that everyone can, I, I think it's not that I can't sing, is that my voice isn't built how I want it to be. No, I, I can, I can imagine. I feel like you would have a beautiful baritone. It's really deep. It's really deep. Yeah. And I always, uh, I always tell people that this isn't even my real voice. This is my master higher voice. Oh no. yeah. This is, this is my recording voice. My real voice is much deeper. That's Are you I, serious? Oh my god, I love it. Voice, but it it freaks oh me out. Oh my gosh. So I raise it an octave when I'm doing these interviews. Oh my God. But your your voice is so deep and resonant. It's really deep. It's really deep. So I always try to make sure I uh, make it a little bit lighter, <laughs> a little bit less intimidating for people. And then I forget. So then when I try to sing, I'm, ah, I'm really up there. And then people are like, go down about four octaves. And, and they're like, there you go. That's yes. Like, you want to hear Barry White, little short Barry White. I yes, wanna... we do. No, I don't, I don't have oh man but that that reminds me this is my favorite part of the interview and, and dale you've been lovely thank you so much thank you for having me are you ready for a little bit of song oh my gosh oh my gosh okay I'm ready. <laughs> i was so nervous but i'm so excited so this part whenever we have an artist if if, if they are willing enough to grace us with a few tunes we have song association so if you're just tuning in to down okay. the den Check out some of our other view, interviews. Check out the podcast, Song Association. So for those who don't know the rules, <laughs> I've already explained the rules. I'm going to provide Dale with the word. The word can be in the title of the song or it can be in the lyric of the song. She'll have a set amount of time to come up with a song featuring this lyric or title, this word in the lyric or title. And it has to be a real song. You can't. I've, I've caught a couple of people that I'm like, hold on, let me put on my, this is not a real song. So, are you ready? I'm ready, I think. <sighs> Very good. So the first word. Yeah. And I'll set my timer. Wait, how much time do I have? You have 15 seconds. Oh my God, okay. So it is, 15 seconds is a long time. I, I have faith in you, you're gonna get this. <laughs> the first word yeah. is friend f-r-i-e-n-d friend and the timer starts now well i mean i have a song called friends it can hey that'll work let's go you want me to sing it yeah just give us a bar okay oh my god it's it's a little explicit hey it's fine We're, we, we don't have any uh ratings here dennis <laughs> 
it goes like this. A finger up here. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like this. Bitch, you took what was mine. You blamed it on time and money, and I watched you walk away with a smile. Whore, you've used people before, but I felt safe and short because I was the one keeping you warm. I haven't even said friends yet. Can I keep going? Yeah, yeah, keep going. I, I'm, you see here, I'm in here. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got secrets I can't keep no more. I saw your two faces, your mask on the floor. And now that it's out, what we gonna do? I know the truth about you. I know the truth about you. Hey, now you know I only wanted to be friends. Hey, now you know I only wanted to be friends. Beautiful. Spirit fingers. We're doing the spirit. Oh. Right. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Charlie, he's knocked out. My co-host is, is knocked out. But oh lovely. You have an incredible, incredible voice. I, I love it. It's almost, it, it feels indigenous. If, oh. if that's the thing, it feels oh, indigenous. Nice. Actually, I love voices that have feeling and character. Yes, uh, that, and it's not I, perfect. It's not like it I can hit every note. Happen. It's real. Yeah, as long as I feel it, it's lovely, and mm -hmm. and, and it's lovely. So okay, that's an A plus. <laughs> so the next word. All right. Oh my gosh. Next word is imagine. And oh, that's so e like uh, obviously imagine. Imagine all the people living for today. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I am not the only one. I need your deep voice for that for that note. I hope someday you will join us. Yes. And the world will live as one. <laughs> oh, oh god that's not awful that's oh like, i love it you, you could play one of the frogs in um, little mermaid <laughs> there, there you under go under the sea there you go under the sea i could do a little <laughs> all right so that's two for two this is oh my final, gosh this is the final word so this final is one. passing right okay, now you're at okay. 66 that's a an american oh. that a c that's a c so i'm getting an a plus on this you, this you know word, it you have it and and i think you're in luck i think there's multiple options you'll have with this word but you never know so final word are you ready yes the word is fire f-i-r-e fire this girl is on fire this girl is on fire she's walking on fire <laughs> This girl is on fire. This wonderful person is on fire. Dale, you got it. You get 100%. 100%? 100%. Thank you 100%. so much. We are oh going to have to check the records. I think we're on a streak right now. No, really? Yeah, we are on a streak. There have been oh people that are just knocking it out the box. So yes. you, you join the honor roll club. Absolutely. The sound effect. <laughs> Dale. Thank you so much. I want to I want you to tell the den mates where we can find you, where they can support your art, uh, any websites, anything. The floor is yours. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, so 
documentary if you want to donate to the campaign you can go to colorededocumentary.com if you want to listen to my music uh, you can go to my website dalemcleod.com or you could just search on any Spotify um, Apple Music all of the things it's available there and my album is called In Bloom and find me on Instagram at at dale d-a-y-l-e dot mcleod m-c-l-e-o-d and if you message me I will most most likely message you back and we can be friends um also on youtube i've got youtube videos got uh i've got the tiktoks i think i have two videos on tiktok but i'm trying and i have a podcast called the big dream podcast that's available on all the things what else i feel like you know more than i do now i have have a lot you you have the film you have the book you have oh yeah and my book okay also you can get a copy of my book where i talk about what it was like to be called into shamanism and what those 40 days of psychosis was like and what it was like to work with white eagle the native american psychologist and all of that um that's the bigdreambook.com where you can grab a copy or you can get a copy on amazon Absolutely. And that the story is a true story. It's amazing. Um, I have downloaded the book from Amazon. Um, I have not finished, uh, but I have started reading and it yes. is an amazing story. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. Have you have an amazing vibe. You have a really, you've made me feel really comfortable and like really safe to be myself. And I appreciate that. Well, you are always welcome. And I always do that. You get a stamp. You're an official den mate. That means you're welcome anytime, all time. If, if there's anything you, you want to promote, you just want to come in and chat. You're always welcome. I might take you up on that. I think I will. Hey, just send us <laughs> up. No problem at all. And Dale, thank you so much. You're wonderful. You. You're you amazing. Are. I wish you nothing but health, wealth, and success. And uh, thank you again. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. It was lovely. It was lovely. I'll see you soon. Pleasure. And as always, guys, deuces. This has been Down in the Den. Please check out our homegirl, Dale. She is amazing. I know you're going to love it. I've never steered you wrong. You know I have. So, Dale, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for coming. All right. And we are clear. Thank you.